Welcome to the Learning Lambdas uh, podcast with Rabbi Chaim Smolowitz, brought to you by LearnToysWiz.com. We got products for the struggling bacher and plus a lot more. Check it out at LearnToysWiz, T-O-S-F-O-S dot com. We'll start with the first Rabbi Chaim, famous Rabbi Chaim, about Yahari Vel Yavor. Now, Toysus Shita is that by Arias, that Yaharik Val Yavor is only uh, by the man. Since he is doing a Misa, he's doing an action, and therefore, instead of doing the action, he has to give up his life. However, the woman, who is only Karka Oilam, is only passive, not doing anything, that she doesn't have to give up her life. Because the rule is that Sheval Tasa'od, if you can't do an action, and therefore, if you don't do an action, you don't have to give up your life. It's only when you do an action. His reasoning is because the Gemara learns Arayas have to give up, you have to give your life up because of Arayas. From where? From Ritzicha, uh, from killing. Now, what's the din by uh, killing? Why do you have to give up your life? The Gemara says it's a svara. It's logical. Because... What's the whole reason why we'll allow you not to, uh, to, not to keep the Torah? Because to save your life in order that you should live. But who says that your life is more precious than the other life? Maybe the other life is, uh, why a life is more precious. Like the Gemara says, maybe his blood is redder than yours. And therefore, who says that you have the right to, get, uh, to save your life when you're, uh, when you're taking away... Possibly a more precious life. Thus, you have to give up your. Uh, the, the, thus, the svara is the logic is that you have to give your life and not kill someone else. So Tyson says the logic is uh, the opposite. If it's a passive killing, how would it be a passive killing? So Tyson gives an example, and his example is that if you have a choice, if someone gives you a choice, either I shoot you, or let me push you onto a child, and the child will choke or get crushed or whatever, and will kill the child. So in that case, it is killing him passively, Sheval Tasa. Therefore, Taisu says that it is better, in that case, you can say the Svar is the opposite. What it would be the opposite svara that who says the child's life is more precious than yours? Maybe your life is more precious than the child. Therefore, you should. Uh, therefore, you should be allowed b'shev altasa by not doing anything to let yourself be pushed on the tinuk, on the child, and therefore cr- uh, crushing the child. Because who says the child's uh, life is more precious than you? So how uh, how do you reconcile what you should do? So the answer is Shebal Tasa. By being passive and not doing anything, that is uh, that is the that's the way to reconcile. Therefore, now when we extrapolate it to the Arayas, to having uh, Arayas, you should assume when the Torah says that uh, you give up your life, similar to uh, killing, that is only if you do Arroyas in a active, a kumvase role, like the man. 
However, the woman, since she's doing a Sheval Tasa, a passive, uh, passively being transgressing it, therefore, uh, he cannot, uh, he, she does not have to give up her life for it. Now, Reb Chaim says that the Rambam seems not to be mechalic, not to differentiate between it, between Sheval Tasa and Kumvase, whether she's... Someone's doing it between the man and the woman. Therefore, it would seem to be that the Rambam argues with Toysavis. Now, what is the reason why the Rambam would argue with Toysavis? So, he gives two mahalchim, two ways of learning it. The first one is in, in, in the idea that Ritzicha, by killing, that you do, that Yudavka, don't have to get killed. If you're killing actively, but not passively, that's Svara the Rambam agrees to. So he starts with that, that premise. He agrees with that premise that if you get told that you're going to be pushed on a tinnik or I'll kill you, that is Mutter, because of that Svara who says that the tinnik's life is more precious. However, perhaps you cannot extrapolate to Arayas, because over there the question is who, uh, who should die and who should live. However, over here, the Arayas is an Avera. The, Avera the, the problem over here is, is the Avera of doing Arayas. So therefore, the Svara of passively or actively is really not applicable, ap- applicable to Arayas, to the Aver, because all there is Aroyas. It's not a question who shall live and who should die. Therefore, um, since it's not applicable, therefore uh, we should say that they have the same din, that Aroyas, you have to give up your life. So therefore, we would assume that you should um, you, you should learn it from the Iker din, the main place of Ritzicha, of killing, just like killing in general, we say, you got to give up your life, so Arroyus, uh, you got to give up your life, and by Arroyus, since there's no logic to, to differentiate between actively and passively, therefore, in all cases, you have to give up your life. That's the first way that he learns the Rambam. The second way he learns the Rambam is that he argues with the whole idea that even by killing, there's a difference between killing actively and passively. First, he has a pickbook. He argues with the whole idea of Taisvis that calls killing, that you're passively killing somebody by having yourself be thrown on him. He says, that's not killing. Who killed the tinnik. It's not the person who lets himself be thrown. It is the person, it's the person that's pushing him. In other words, the idea of guns don't kill people, people kill people. If someone would take a, a, a uh, axe or a piece of wood and knock someone over the head with it, who, who killed? Was the piece of wood killed? Uh, killed it? Was the act killed? No, the person who does the action is what's killing it. So therefore, the push, uh, the person who's being pushed onto the tinnik is not doing any more than the, uh, the, uh, the uh, than the piece of wood. It's only the person who pushes him is doing the action. That is the uh, the Ram uh, the Reb Chaim's 
uh, critique on Taisus's uh, case. Now the Chazayin Ish says that this may, uh, the, he does not agree with the the Reb Chaim over here, and he calls him that he's doing a Misa. He is doing a Misa, because we have this idea that you're considered doing a Misa if you put yourself in a situation that you... Uh, th- that you're going to be pushed over. So we say by a ruach bitsuya that let's say if you go on top of a roof where there's a wind blowing and it's a common wind and you stand over there and get pushed over and then you fall on objects and break them, you're obligated as a odem hamazik, as a person who actually had... Um, damage them, and don't say it wasn't your action because you put yourself in a place that you're going to be pushed over. So over here too, by putting yourself in a place where you're going to be pushed over, you're putting yourself in a matziv that, uh, that the pushing is going to come, and therefore it's considered a odom that kills, and therefore even though that uh, that it's considered like you killed, but it's still passively because when the wind comes, or in this case, when the person pushes you over, you were not active at that time. Anyhow, Ruchaim goes back, and even if you want to say that you're right, there isn't real no case of passive killing. However, you want to say theoretically that if there would be a case of passive killing, that you would be high, uh, that you would be uh, that you would not have to give up your life because it would be toloi, dependent on whether you do an action or not, and that's where you want to extrapolate, extrapolate to, uh, to uh, Arroyos, where it does have uh, uh, two different ways. One way is doing a Misa, one way uh, just uh, passively uh, having it done to you. Therefore, the Ram, uh, but Reb Chaim says, Perhaps that's not even Pshan of the Gemara. In other words, two ways of learning this idea, this Svara of the Gemara that says that who says that the other, uh, that your blood is redder or that your more pre- life is more precious than the other one, maybe the other guy's life is more precious than you. How, uh, why are the two ways? One way is like we explained in Taisvis, that since they're equal, therefore the only way to reconcile what to do is to be passive. However, there's another way of explaining it. The way that it's explaining it is since there's no way of knowing who's precious, therefore you shouldn't be over the Isser of killing. Therefore, since you shouldn't be over the Isser of killing because there's no reason to say that your life should be saved more than the other one. Therefore, it's not the vort that you should be passive. The thing is, you make sure that you don't be over, you don't transgress the prohibition of killing. And therefore, even if you uh, there would be a case that there uh, that you're killing uh, that you would be killing um, uh, in a passive uh, matter, you still wouldn't be able to do it according to the Rambam. And therefore, of course, if that's true, so when we compare it to Arias, of course, Arias, you have to give up your life even in a passive way. The Rambam, uh, the Reb Chaim says, he holds like the Rambam. He holds that the Rambam is more mistaber, makes more sense, because it fits well in the Gemara in Bob Mitzia. 
the Gemara in Bava Metziah says that if you have a, a, a canteen of water and you're going in the desert and with someone else, so you might think that they, they took on that you can't drink it yourself, even though it's going to save your life because it's going to make your friend die. Therefore, I might think that you cannot uh, drink it. So Rebekiva came and came at Russia, that your brother, when you have the, uh, the obligation to keep your brother alive, that's only uh, with you, and not when you have... Uh, uh, not, uh, not, not when you're going to die. And therefore, your life comes first and you're allowed to give up your life. Uh, you're allowed to keep your life by drinking it and you don't have to share it. Right? So therefore, with this vara, right? So, so what was the svara without the drasha? Svara the drasha is that you're not allowed to do anything if your friend will die. So over here, where it's only about... So now we have a drasha, that you're allowed to drink it. However, if it's not just drinking the water, but you're actually killing somebody, that we wouldn't have a uh, had to do, whether passive or active, because we only find this had to... Because the svarach is the... And the outside svar without any drasha would be that uh, that you cannot give a, uh, you cannot do anything or uh, to have someone your friend kill. So this and as much you're allowed to drink your water. The pasuk tells me. However, it doesn't tell me that you're allowed to kill even in any matter, even in a passive matter. That is the shita of Rav Chaim. However, the Chazan Ish argues and says that cannot be the Pshad in the Gemara. Because it's obviously, let's say if you have a shield in a war and your friend doesn't have a shield, of course you're not to give over your shield to your friend. And again, your friend can't take it either because he has to save you. So then that Svara that you both have to die is really not, uh, not, uh, not, not a good Svara, not really logical. Therefore, he says, of course, the Gemara and never meant that you should let yourself die and let your friend live before you. Rather, the case where Rabbi Kiva needed a drasha to, uh, to Matthew to drink the water is talking about a case where you have enough water for a while, at least for the day, or, and for that, you can share with your friend, and that's not a problem. The question is, how about looking down the line? Perhaps you're gonna, if you share with your friend, you might not make it to, uh, to town or wherever to get more water before, uh, in the, before a few days. And therefore, by sharing with your, with your friend, it would not mean imminent death, but it would mean that perhaps both, if you get water soon, both of you can live, and if you don't get water soon, so then both of you will die, but if you would keep it for yourself, then you could, might have a few more days to find water. So therefore, without the posik, I might have said that the guy has to share his water, and since you're not going to have imminent death, and maybe both of you will live, 
that would be your obligation, and therefore you would have to take the chance. Kamash Malon, that you have to, that you can keep it for yourself. Your Chayecha Koidim, your life is Koidim, even for something that's not imminent, that you have uh, enough to live for, uh, for the meanwhile. But if you see that down the road that you can, might be a problem, that you might, uh, that, that, uh, that by sharing it, it might leave you to, to death. Then, uh, then you're allowed to keep it for yourself and to keep yourself alive for as long as possible. So that's the end of uh, episode one. And remember, check out learntoysvis.com.